Morning, everyone. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Ruth. If you have a Bible, could I invite you to turn to uh, Daniel chapter 12? It's page 898. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are thinking, like, is he serious? Is he honestly sticking with Daniel on Easter Sunday? I mean, last week, Palm Sunday was one thing, but this week, Resurrection Day, the day we celebrate the original Easter rising, has David actually and finally lost it? Is it time for a change of pastor? I totally understand if that's your reaction, but hang in there. Please stay with me for a moment. For anyone who's visiting or new to Windsor and feeling totally lost already, and I've only started, I generally keep people for a little while longer. Uh, Let me explain. We as a church have spent Sunday morning since October 2015 reading our way through the Old Testament book of Daniel. And so up to Christmas, we, we read the first six chapters, the good ones. And then since Christmas, we've been reading the final six chapters, the great ones. Do you like what I did there? Because many of you know that I initially was going to avoid the last six. But we've spent since Christmas reading the last six chapters, which are crammed with apocalyptic visions. And last week on Palm Sunday, we read Daniel chapter 11. And that only leaves one more chapter. And obviously, I didn't think we'd touch it on Easter Sunday. I thought we'd park it until after the holidays. But I'm actually going to read and reflect on part of it today. We're not going to deal with the whole chapter, but we're certainly going to look at some of it. And, and hopefully, you'll understand why very shortly. Two other things by way of introduction. How many people have been to see the film Risen, which is in the cinemas at the moment? Right? A, no, a number of you. Our small group went on Tuesday night. I really liked it. It's a story within a story. And at the end of the day, all of our stories are stories within that bigger story. If you get a chance, do try to go and and, and see it. It's still on this, this week. But there's one scene in the film whenever the Roman military officer is questioning the disciples about the rumors of resurrection. And he's trying to get answers, and he's trying to get answers regarding the mysterious disappearance of the body of Jesus. And at one point, he asks this disciple that he's interrogating, he says, what does this mean? What could this mean? This bodily resurrection. And the disciple pauses, and he smiles. And he simply says, eternal life. It means eternal life for all. There are many poignant moments in in that movie, but for me this was a key one. Because if Jesus did in fact rise from the third day as he predicted, and as many others said and prophesied that he would, then life is radically altered. Life is extended. Eternal life is now available. One other introductory comment, my second favorite movie of all time after Dead Man Walking, my second favorite movie of all time after that one is Gladiator. Don't worry, we are going to get to the Bible soon, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I have referred to this movie before, and one particular line and quote from it, and I'm going to maybe come back to it later, but it's the final scene that I want to mention this morning. 
Maximus, the lead character played by Russell Crowe, has killed, by the way, if you haven't seen the film, spoiler alert, okay? <laughs> and if you haven't seen the film, like, why have you not seen the film? But anyway, right at the end, Maximus kills the evil emperor, Commodus. And he kills him in mortal combat, in gladiatorial fighting. But he himself dies in the fight. And as his corpse is carried from the Colosseum, that is the end of Maximus. And that's the end of the film. At least you think it is, but it isn't. Because instead, in this incredibly moving and emotive scene, we see Maximus alive again, beyond his own death, in a cornfield with his wife and his child who were brutally murdered earlier in the movie, running towards him. And Ridley Scott, one of the creators of that movie and others, included this powerful closing reference to an afterlife. And part of the reason is because there's something within many people that is dissatisfied with the idea that death is the end. A life well lived is not enough. A heroic final deed is not enough. Deep down, we want there to be more. We want there to be an after. An ever after. Especially for those and with those who we think deserve it. And it's really interesting that even in our society that is largely rejected and is increasingly rejecting Christian faith in God, people still talk about passing on or moving upstairs or becoming an angel, whatever, anything to avoid implying that death is or might be the end. But what does Daniel 12, the movie Risen, and the last scene of Gladiator got to do with this morning? with Easter Sunday, and the answer is quite a lot. Let me read the first four verses of Daniel 12. And as we often do at Windsor, let's stand for the public reading of God's life-transforming word. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people... Everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. Some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, roll up, seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Down to the last verse. As for you, Daniel, go your way till the end. You will rest, and then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. Grab a seat. I hope even as we read those words that you begin to see or sense the connection, because here in Daniel 12, as part of his future final vision that is given to him, shared with him by this angelic messenger. Some people think it was Gabriel, but here is a reference to resurrection. 
And the the importance of those words cannot be overemphasized because here we find the clearest expression in all of the Old Testament. There have been other references, but none as explicit as this. Here is the clearest expression in all of the Old Testament of a literal bodily resurrection of people from the dead. No text in the entirety of the Old Testament reveals the promise of a bodily resurrection quite like Daniel 12, 1 to 4, 13. And get this, see this, all humanity is included. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth. From dust we were born, from dust we will return to, we will return. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will wake up. As the message phrases it, many who have been long dead and buried will wake up. Now before we we get to Easter Sunday, which we absolutely have to in, in order to join the dots and in order to make better sense of this early reference of resurrection. But before we go there, let me say something about the time of resurrection here in Daniel 12. You'll have noticed as we even read those first four verses, the number of times that there is a reference to time. And so what specific time is the angel referring to when he speaks of this resurrection from the dead? For those who have studied this before, for those who know this, you will be aware that some people take the resurrection that is spoken of here as pure metaphor. It's just a a figure of speech that offers some kind of hope to the exiles of Babylon regarding their medium-term future. But I think, and I know many others do, I think that's short-sighted. For me, the text is anticipating something concrete, something real that will be fulfilled, an actual resurrection that will happen someday. And one of the reasons for kind of having this bigger view, taking this longer view, having this greater perspective, is the reference to and the mention of the book. Look at the end of verse one. But at that time, says the angel to Daniel, your people, and here's the bit, everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. That book is described elsewhere in Scripture as the book of life. And that phrase alone pushes us in our thinking to the ultimate end of time as we know it, to the final, if you like, consummation. As the time that we are to expect its fulfillment whenever that book, the book of life, or the Lamb's book of life as it's referred to in Revelation 21, whenever that will be opened and those who belong to God will be delivered. Let me give you a New Testament reference to that particular book because as the Apostle Paul begins his letter to the church at Philippi, he talks about those who have contended by his side for the cause of the gospel whose names, he says, are written in the book of life. And so you go back to Daniel and as he he gets this glimpse of the future, he discovers that at the end of time, a resurrection will somehow occur for the entire human race. That there is this eternal afterlife that awaits all of us. Now I fully appreciate that not everyone believes this teaching or is even willing to entertain the possibility the famed scientist Stephen Hawking has said that he believes the conventional afterlife is nothing more than a fairy tale for people who are afraid of the dark. Daniel's not recounting a fairy tale. 
Daniel is processing, confronting an angelic God-sent vision that pulls the curtain back on a truth that he or everyone else could not otherwise see or scientifically prove. Although for Daniel, as he was hearing this, the idea of a bodily resurrection must have sounded, must have seemed bizarre. Strange, impossible. How could that ever happen? Which brings us to today. Easter Sunday, because for us who live this side of the resurrection, who can peer into Daniel's vision through a Christ-colored filter, we meet here to celebrate and remember that because of Jesus' life, his physical death, and his groundbreaking, earth-shattering resurrection on the third day, what does that mean? Well, amongst a whole lot of other things, as the disciple said to that Roman military officer in the film Risen, what does this mean? It means eternal life. It means that death is not the end. It means that there is more. There is so much more now than, as the Apostle Paul will later and dramatically declare and make clear, if the resurrection of the dead has come through one man. In other words, because Jesus has risen, it's guaranteed we all will. Resurrection has come through one man. This is true. If this happened, it's true for us. Paul also says, see if there's no resurrection, let's just feast and drink for tomorrow we die. And then immediately he says that, he quickly screams, don't be fooled by those who say such things. Jesus has dramatically, triumphantly rose from the dead. He is alive, therefore death's victory, death's sting has been ripped away. The resurrection of Jesus changes, it reframes everything. Death is not the end. And those who believe, those who trust, those who follow him may die. But one day, the end of days, the end of time, as we know it, they will rise again to eternal life with Jesus and all that that means, all that that involves. Here's how Jesus himself put it. I am the resurrection, I am the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And going back to that final verse from Daniel 12, the very last sentence in this entire book, this entire vision that has been going since chapter 11, prepared in Daniel from chapter 10, but this last line of this vision says this. As for you, go your way, Daniel, till the end. You will rest, and then at the end of days, you will rise. You will rise, Daniel, to receive your allotted inheritance. What a thought. What a future hope, and because of Jesus and what we're here to celebrate this morning, that is our future as well. Here's how Paul put it whenever he was writing to another group of Christians. We know, and Ruth referred to another way of putting this, but we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us. That is our destiny. The one who raised Christ from the dead will raise us. But in the midst of all the kind of up-tempo beats and vibrant rhythms of today, and so there should be, 
But amidst all of that, there is a, a kind of sobering and humbling thought and reality that, that I, I don't enjoy talking about. But if I'm going to be honest to Scripture, I've got to include this bit, even on a day of up-tempo beats and vibrant rhythms. Because although we will raise that future resurrection day will also be division day. Because look again at Daniel 12 too. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. Some to everlasting life. Others to shame and everlasting contempt. It seems that, that not everyone is heading for the same quality of afterlife. And in John's gospel, we read these words, don't be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and will come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live. Those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. And Jesus himself talked about this separation that will occur at the end of time as he discussed the separating of people from one and another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And back to that book that is talked about in Daniel 12. It's everyone's name who is written in the book who will be delivered, which seems to imply that not everyone's name is written in the book. And so on this Easter Sunday 2016, as we thank God for Jesus, who is risen indeed, who has conquered death, and therefore is the first fruits, therefore is our entrance fee to resurrection, as we give thanks because Jesus has paid our admission to resurrection, and therefore, like Daniel, we will, at the end of days, whenever that is, we will rise to receive our inheritance, but on this day of celebration, can I also challenge us to consider those who have not yet believed, who have not accepted the cross or the resurrection of Jesus as being personal, as being relevant to them. And if that's you here this morning, can I urge you on this day of all days, and it's simple at one level, can I urge you on this day of all days to believe in Jesus? Because as that infamous scripture says, God loved, God gave. Whoever believes in him won't perish, but will have everlasting eternal life. Let me go back to Gladiator. Let me quote that phrase from the film that I've quoted so many times. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Believing and trusting in Jesus in life now reverberates forever. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Do we believe it? <laughs>